You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. E-commerce has boomed since the beginning of the pandemic, when pretty much every facet of the economy moved online. Content creators and online business owners have benefited from an influx of customers, and social media companies have taken notice. Over the last year, social media companies like Instagram have taken steps to help users monetize their content. But with this shift, content creators are feeling more and more pressure to post consistently and stay relevant in the increasingly competitive influencer market. Vox's Terry Nguyen has been talking with online creators and business owners about their experiences, and she joins us now. Hi, Terry. Hi, Adam. Thanks for having me. So, Terry, how has e-commerce on Instagram changed in the last year? So during the pandemic, Instagram and its parent company, Facebook, have definitely started integrating more commerce features. Recently, Instagram announced uh, the launching of Creator Shops, which is an extension of its shopping tools that um, businesses use. Um, And this allows content creators to sell merchandise and products directly to their followers through the app. They've also announced this new native affiliate tool, which allows influencers and businesses to partner up and their creators can earn commission on purchases. They also announced a live stream milestone feature that incentivizes creators to stream themselves more so that they could earn money after they reached um, certain milestones. It occurs to me that Instagram and Facebook might be playing a little bit of catch up here in terms of basically monetizing their most popular users, their their influencers. This is something that TikTok has done from the start. YouTube became a career for people almost a decade ago, but it's always felt like Instagram has lagged and now suddenly they're chasing the gold rush too. Exactly. Um, a lot of influencers who've kind of made their living through Instagram have relied on different affiliate networks um, to make their money. For example, they would link something in their bio that their followers can click on and purchase through that link. But now, you know, Instagram, many years later, it seems like very much later, um, is trying to make it now a direct occurrence. So it sounds like Instagram wants people to buy a lot more stuff on Instagram and that that could be a really good deal for the content creators and business owners. But what are the downsides of this expansion? Yeah, so um, online store owners and creators are really worried about how they're growing reliant on Instagram. And a lot of these folks have built their businesses and brands on the app, but kind of use the app to drive traffic to their own separate store, whether that be on another app or whether that be on a site. Um, And so now Instagram is kind of um, interjecting itself as this middleman. And clearly it has an incentive to encourage the transactions to be made on the app. So they receive a cut of that. And obviously, they, Instagram is taking a bigger cut than they would if you just clicked an ad and went off to another website. 
Right. Yeah. So a store owner I spoke to, her name is Rachel Reichenbach, and she kind of sells these cute little frog toys. Um, She told me that if she sold on Shopify, they wouldn't take any cut. She just pays an annual hosting fee. But with Instagram, they take about like five to 10 percent from an item, kind of depending on the price. And they also have certain stipulations that require store owners and creators to uh, send out items during a set period of time or deal with returns within like a 14-day window. So folks like Reichenbach, um, they prefer customers to buy through their website so they can also receive, you know, the customer's email and maybe send them marketing materials later on. What kind of information do they get from Instagram? They don't get any. That's what Rachel told me. She says that Instagram receives its customer data and Instagram knows the consumer's interests. Um, And so she feels that if she entirely put most of her business through Instagram, she would depend on them for, you know, reaching more customers. So Instagram and Facebook as well, they're getting all that customer data and they could use it to to target ads and make more money that way. That actually seems like kind of a bad deal for the business owner. Um, And you mentioned in your article that as creators become more and more reliant on Instagram as a platform, expectations grow. And it also seems like for some people, maybe they can't not sell on Instagram. That's where their fans are. That's where their customers are. So they're kind of have to meet their customers on Instagram or they won't have as many customers. Does that sound right? Yeah, exactly. And over the course of, you know, several years that Rachel has been running this business, she says that the Instagram algorithm has also changed and Instagram has introduced new features. Um, Regular users know this. There are reels and IGTV um, and stories and all these other types of factors that business owners like Rachel um, are actually incentivized to do so to increase their engagement. Instagram representatives have shared with her really highly unrealistic content expectations so that she could maximize how many accounts she reached. So within one week, um, she was told in December um, to aim to post three times on her feed, four to seven reels, one to three Instagram television clips, and eight to 10 stories. And so that's a lot of content that one person is expected to um, think up and post consistently seven days a week. You know, Rachel is a one-person enterprise. Like, her store is solely run by her. And so a lot of these marketing efforts take a lot of time on her end. That leads her and some other creators and small business owners to feel that Instagram might not have their best interests at heart, especially when it comes to running their own business and even their own mental health. And it's not just store owners. A lot of uh, creators are starting to feel burnt out um, and have considered quitting using Instagram since they feel that the energy they put into the app doesn't really translate into results or as strong engagement as it did in the past. Um, I spoke to a sustainability uh, consultant and writer who said that, you know, it's hard not to be obsessed with the numbers. Uh, She saw her engagement metrics going down. And after a period of time, she decided to just quit her account of 27,000 followers and run her business without focusing on Instagram. Yeah, I feel like creator burnout is a phrase I'm hearing more and more about. And it's not just happening on Instagram. You've been hearing about YouTube vloggers uh, getting stressed out, trying to meet content quotas, you know, fighting with the YouTube algorithm that values quantity over quality. Is this happening on other social media platforms too? All of which are trying to have an e-commerce component. So over the past year, a lot of platforms have pivoted their focus towards creators and, you know, as you mentioned, e-commerce. But this problem has persisted for years. Um, Streamers on Twitch 
have said that they feel like they can't take a break without becoming irrelevant and losing their audience. And even young creators on TikTok who have, you know, hundreds of thousands or millions of followers are feeling this heat. And, you know, the New York Times recently profiled several young influencers, most of them in their like late teens and early 20s, who say that they feel like they're losing passion for the app. And it no longer feels fun, but it feels more so like a job and something they have to keep up. So what are creators doing about all this? Yeah. So um, from the small business end, um, some business owners have gone over to Instagram, transition their business, but others, you know, are still either bringing their audience over to a different website or sell through um, their DMs. Um, And a lot of creators are maintaining that they use Instagram as a marketing tool, but um, are insistent on taking their business elsewhere, whether that be to an app like Depop or Poshmark or um, to their own personal website. Um, Some are also moving to platforms and investing more time into apps where they have more autonomy and agency over the content that they produce, um, like Patreon, Substack, or OnlyFans, where their audience can directly pay them to receive their content without, you know, relying on the algorithm. And, you know, a small handful are quitting or taking breaks. Um, But ultimately, this concern over whether Instagram really cares about its creators is reflective of how, you know, the realm of work and life online are blending together. And it's extremely hard for you to run an online business or have an online brand without feeling burnt out or feeling like you're constantly having to work when you're just logged on. It sounds like there's not much of a support structure either. Like a lot of these business owners and influencers and content creators are independent. Sometimes it's just one person. Are there organizations that can help or is there some sort of influencer union that can kind of step in and, uh, you know, push back against companies like Instagram that are making their terms more and more onerous? Yeah. So for several years now, there have been talks about organization um, among, you know, influencers and creators. But um, for the most part, um, there has been no formal organizing yet. And we can see that in the creator economy, it's very disaggregated. It's a very individualized culture, especially when you're building your own brand. And so it's been challenging for organized labor to kind of step in. So yeah, there hasn't been any progress on that front yet. Well, I don't think hustle culture is going away, but hopefully influencers and the social media platforms can kind of find a happy medium. Terry, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm Adam Clark Estes, and this is Rico Daily. This episode was produced by Alan Rodriguez Espinosa and engineered by Paul Muncy. And if there's something you want to learn more about, let us know. Email us at ricodaily at rico.net.